From WNIJ Studios on the campus of Northern Illinois University, this is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Spencer Tritt. In just the past few years, Eric C. Olson developed a huge passion for bebop, so much so that he recently completed his own book on the subject, titled From Triads to Tritones. This hour, we'll hear Eric C. Olson and The Gentleman performing live in Studio A, and we'll talk with members of this quintet about jazz, bebop, and that new book by Eric C. Olson. Stay tuned for live music and conversation this hour on a brand new Sessions from Studio A, coming up right after these headlines from NPR. Welcome to Sessions from Studio A, where we are joined this week by Rockford's Eric C. Olson and The Gentleman. These gentlemen will perform live for us this hour, and we'll also talk with Olson later on about his new book, From Triads to Tritones, which teaches the fundamentals of bebop harmony. First, let's get right into the music. It's Eric C. Olson and The Gentleman performing live this hour on Sessions from Studio A.
See Olson and the gentleman. Thank you so much for playing in Studio A today. It was a fantastic show here. Pleasure. If you could introduce yourself and everyone in the band here for us, Eric. Yeah, so I am Eric C. Olson, and uh, to my left here, I guess you can't see, but we've got Anthony Maurer, who is on uh, saxophone. We have Bob Ferraris to my right on contrabass. Uh, going further down the line, we've got Jacques Sincere on flute, and then we have Mark Huntley on drums and percussion. Today, we're playing jazz music. Specifically, we're playing bebop music. <coughs> Let's say 1948 through 1956. We're playing a variety of songs that you would have heard artists from that period play, and in an attempt to play it in a similar style. So I think that I've separately made music with all these guys in the room, like in one-off, like Anthony and I have done a project, and Bob and I have done a project. So, so I have history with all these guys as one-offs like that. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a pianist by trade. Um, that's where that's where I make my money, right? Mm -hmm. Sitting at a piano, and so I'm a fifth generation concert pianist, okay. classically trained. And uh, it turns out that when you get out of school, unless you can get a desk somewhere, classical piano doesn't make you a lot of money. So I started playing rock piano. Now, at the time, I didn't know it was rock piano. I thought that it was jazz piano. And everywhere <laughs> I went, I said, "Listen to this jazz piano," and everyone would go, "Huh," because it wasn't. You know, it wasn't jazz. So, so I thought about this for a minute and I was playing with Bob and my left hand was walking all over his toes, all over. And Bob was like, stop playing the root. I, this was a new concept to me. 
all right? I mean, however many years of studying this concept of leaving the root out, all right? At the same time, I discovered the minor 11 chord. So these two things happened at one time, and I realized I have these gaps in my knowledge that I, I had no idea I had. But just these two simple things pushed me closer to the quote-unquote jazz sound. That's a, that's a dirty word. Let's start calling it the bebop sound. <laughs> the bebop right? sound. It pushed it closer to the bebop sound than I'd ever been before. So I started hiring people to teach me more of this stuff. I would go to them and I'd say, look, I, I found these two gaps in the foundational principles of my studying. So I went to Skip Green in Villa Park. The man literally heard me play one note. Well, it was three, but it was one beat. And he stopped me and he said, learn the altered scale. And I went home and I practiced. So I practiced for three years. And I started calling my friends and saying, come play it with me. And some people could play it better than me. Most people could play it better than me. To this day, most yeah. people can play it better than me. But what I did was I started the journey into a harmony set that I'd never heard before. And until I started investigating these particular patterns, the half-diminished scale, the super Locrian scale, the whole tone scale. I mean, come on, I have gaps in my knowledge here. It's been pushing me towards this bebop sound that I have been chasing. And I feel like I've come to a point where I understand what it takes to play the music. I don't think that I'm at a point where I'm playing the music yet, hmm. but I understand what it takes and I have my foot in the door to what it sounds like.
Eric C. Olson and the gentleman performing Charlie Parker's Ornithology live in Studio A. We're going to take a short break, but when we return, we'll hear more live music from this quintet, and Olson will tell us more about his new book, From Triads to Tritones. Stay tuned, it's Eric C. Olson and the gentleman on sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A. If you're just joining us, our guest is Eric C. Olson and The Gentleman, a quintet from Rockford, playing bebop for us live this week. Let's get right back into their performance and slow things down with this next one. This is a Bill Evans composition, Alice in Wonderland, performed live by Eric C. Olson and The Gentleman.
these scales, these patterns have sounds that you're not used to hearing. You don't hear it on the commercials, you don't hear it uh, on the radio, it's not in a lot of modern Western music. So when you, when you learn these patterns, you want to drill them, you want to get them into your ear. Now, there's a big argument about practicing scales out of context. Uh, and people say, well, why would you practice a scale out of context? They say, why don't you just practice music? And I say, why don't you practice both? There is a time where you want to play songs and you're not able to yet. So what are you supposed to do, not play? No. No, this is where you sit down with the exercises. Wow, so what yeah. I've done is I've created a book. I've written a book. Sorry, I used the wrong yes. verb there. I guess I, I didn't create it. 48 Hour Print Publishing is creating it for me. You wrote it. But I wrote the book. The book is yes, called... tell us about it. It's called From Triads to Tritones, and it is an introduction to bebop harmony. So inside this book, you'll find an explanation of some of the really basic principles that you might have heard me employ today. Ones I've mentioned already, diminished sixth walking, uh, dominant seven scales from chord tones, um, following consecutive lines as opposed to following arpeggios. So you'll find this in the front half of the book, and in the back half of the book, you'll find about 20 original exercises that are usable for any C instrument. Uh, if you get a hold of me, I can give you the parts for the others. I've got them. Uh, they just don't get printed in the C book, you know? Oh, that's awesome. Um, so once you're given the basic ideas, you can go through and implement it in a million and one ways, which is what I did. So when you buy this book, the first thing you get is a welcome on your journey. This is what it might look like to start. This is what it might sound like. You get a series of exercises that help you be, you know, I, I teach and I have mm -hmm. kids and I have adults likewise come to me and ask me for this jazz sound, this bebop sound, excuse me. And up until this point, I, I don't feel that I could set people on a path, but I feel like together now, this is something that we can explore together and maybe even reinvent in a way that right now it's not, it's not happening. You know, it's not a sound you hear. So it's a lot of fun. Lastly, at the back of the book, you find a practice plan. And get a free practice plan because everyone's got to practice, right? So I, I, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to come on the show today with my friends and talk about this thing that I've made, this thing that yeah. we've made, this thing that we're making, and right now that we're making with you. Um, if you're interested in the book, you can go to 903studios.com and that will direct you in a myriad of ways. Um, tune, tune back in, right? That, that changes, it gets updated, I think is the word, right? You're hearing my talk with Eric C. Olson about his new book, From Triads to Tritones. You can find an update on that upcoming book at 903studios.com, where you can also learn more about lessons from Eric C. Olson. He teaches everything from jazz piano to classical piano to modular synthesizer lessons. So be sure to find more information at 903studios.com. Let's get back into Studio A for more live music from Eric C. Olson and the gentleman. You're listening to Sessions from Studio A.
Eric C. Olson and the gentleman on Sessions from Studio A. That last one was A Night in Tunisia, originally by Dizzy Gillespie. Once again, be sure to check out 903studios.com for more info from Eric C. Olson and his upcoming book, From Triads to Tritones. Stick around, we'll be right back with more music here on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A and our hour with Eric C. Olson and The Gentleman. Let's get back to their live set in Studio A. This next one is All the Things You Are. It's Eric C. Olson and The Gentleman performing live on Sessions from Studio A.
thought it was really interesting when you said you feel like you're now even just starting to learn the language of bebop too. Like you said, you can you can hear it, but you might not be able to play what you can hear. It, it takes so what's that, all that practice. Uh, when was the last time you learned a language? When I was born. Yeah, me too. <laughs> just about. Um, I've tried Spanish, I've tried Mandarin, I've tried German, I've tried Japanese, and uh, guess what? I speak English. When you're learning bebop, when you're learning an instrument, it's activating the same parts of your brain. It's activating language parts. I mean, other parts too. But um, it's the same as learning Spanish. So right now I'm at the like, uh, donde es la biblioteca <laughs> stage of my Spanish speaking. I mean, right. literally, because I'm studying Spanish as well. Um, but I appreciate the opportunity to have a forefront ahead of me. Mm -hmm. Because it's wonderful to see something to arrive at. I'm looking forward to the people I get to communicate with, mm -hmm. the songs I get to play, and, uh, and the music I get to understand now. Because when I listen to it, it makes sense. You know, I, I could add that uh, music is a universal language. We never say it enough. Uh, you know, I'm from Canada. I, I grew up in French. I, my wife is from Argentina, so I, I speak uh, Spanish. And I speak, of course, obviously English, because you are listening to me. <laughs> uh, but, you know, when I arrive to the States, there's something. Sometimes you miss your country, you, but playing with people, there's no more nationality. There's just music. Mm -hmm. The That's same beautiful. pleasure, mm -hmm. the same, you know, the same thing is going on. That's beautiful. Uh, uh, I mean, you're flat. Oh, oh you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... It's Universal music, language, right. yeah. Universal yeah. language, and you know, it's just com communicate and uh, sharing the same her heritage. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is great. I used to see uh, Art Blakey the Jazz Messengers a lot mm -hmm. of times at the Jazz Showcase back in the in the mid late '70s. I'm aware of these guys, and um, Art Blakey used to between sets or between songs, he used to preach to the audience all the time and say, "Look." This is not going to exist any longer. It's not going to be around very much longer. Go out and buy records. Support this art form. And he used to say, he was a great drummer and one of the greatest band leaders. So many great players came out of his group, like, you know, Wenton Marsalis and his brother and Branford and all those guys. And um, he used to say that this was the only true American art form was jazz or the, you know, the derivative of blues, you know, the, the blues scale blues music. And, uh, you know, jazz was its sophisticated child and rock was its wild child, you know, and stuff. But, you know, that, that's the one thing that really, you know, saddens me. We played music from 50 years ago or beyond, and um, it's great music. There's a lot, it's very sophisticated. It became very sophisticated very quickly. Had great composers, you know, uh, Duke Ellington and guys like Fletcher Henderson with their arrangements back then invented the American orchestra. Mm -hmm. You know, taking um, marching band instruments like Ellington did and those guys, and Louis Armstrong was one of the players back then too, that really uh, kind of created the concept. It was the first person on record to improvise and with his voice also. So it's such an American, you know, art form and it's forgotten now. No one, you know. Why isn't that celebrated? It should be As celebrated. That, that is such well, the, a valuable the thing. Reason, I'll tell you the reason why. It's because it's old and it doesn't make a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, tw 15 years ago, Britney Spears made more money because she was new. It doesn't have to be good. It just has to be, you know, a commodity. It's it's everything in this country is capitalistic. So so while this you know, is true, so well, that's, well, that's Bob, my beef with it. You know? well, well, <laughs> well, what Bob is saying is true. That does not detract from the joy of experiencing the music in oh, any no. capacity. Well, actually, I want more people to experience. That's my point. You know, cause you know, you're you're so saying great. that it was like. Uh, deep down American music. Yeah. At the same time, it was so good that it was uh, all the world is playing music. Right? It was it universal. You know, there's you know. there's jazz players in all the countries. You know, before I studied this stuff, I would hear people play it, and it was magic. It was the little black box on the airplane, and it turns out it's all kind of just cumulative. It's it's hierarchical and empirical, and if if you have a solid foundation. Uh, at the beginning, it's easy to build upon and dip into this. It's not as, as hard as it is. Okay, so how about this? Theory, in theory, is hard, but in practice, it's easy. While practice, in theory, is easy, but in practice, is hard. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah.
Like, <laughs> if you start off knowing major and minor and and uh, and what a scale is and the difference between a half step and whole step, you can start your journey into this music. You don't have to have some great level of knowledge. You have to have a love and a want to play it. And uh, I think that my kids, my kids have helped me write my book right because my my son plays alto saxophone. He's he's rehearsed with our rhythm section. He should be here today. And. I know that he has been able to pull something from it, and I know that I'm pulling something from it. I feel like it doesn't matter who you are, you can get your foot in the door. You can play this stuff and you can appreciate it. If you want to play it well, that's a different story. <laughs> that takes, uh, <laughs> well, that takes some dedication It's there. like what you said about language. Right? You speak a language. It's the same thing. It's, yeah. it's the same thing. It's cumulative, yeah. right? And it takes a while to be able to speak. You learn vocabulary, you learn conjugation, sentence structure. The only thing I've ever thought about when it comes to this stuff is that uh, you spend all your time practicing so that you can speak one day. Mm -hmm. And then when you have a gig, it's literally a conversation with other people. Right.
Eric C. Olson and the gentleman performing live on sessions from Studio A and closing out our show for this week. A huge thanks to you for joining us and to Eric C. Olson and the gentleman for performing. Once again, be sure to check out 903studios.com for more info about lessons from Eric C. Olson and about that upcoming new book, From Triads to Tritones. Also, be sure to head over to WNIJ.org to find some behind-the-scenes live video from this week's set. If you are a local artist interested in being featured on our show, send us in a submission by emailing sessions at niu.edu. Sessions from Studio A is produced by myself along with Jared Ortega and Chris Kenny. I'm Spencer Tritt. Thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next week on another edition of Sessions from Studio A. Studio A.